Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Monday, and it's a good day to be alive in Christ. Well, I welcome you all on our next journey into, quote unquote, the unknown. Well, Paul said, I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded. So it's not a mystery. It's just not revealed yet. We're heading into it. We're entering into it. I noticed today the um, <clears throat> the haze, the smoke was back. We had a couple of clear days, but driving across town today, I couldn't see the mountain. I said, "Whoa! I, I guess we're got we have a smoke problem." But the closer that I got toward home, the mountain being in the back of my house as I'm approaching it the mountain began to be clear again. As I got closer, I could see the mountain. Well, even in the midst of uh, spiritual haze, let's put it that way, or unknown mysteries, when we get close to God, when we come into his presence, something happens where we begin to see clearly. So, I encourage you to press in. I encourage you to be close to God on this Monday. So we're going to kick it off with some good thoughts. If you're new to our broadcast, thank you for coming by. Stay around a while. I believe the Lord had a purpose on you stumbling in (laughs) as we do when we're searching the Internet. Amen. Unplugged. And running on battery. Well, where'd that come from? I'll tell you where it came from. It came from a momentous action that happened in my life. Never before to happen. I left my battery cord, my computer cord, in the hotel room. Never happened before. I'm so conscious of that. (laughs) Well, I tool off down the road. I stop at my sister's house for three days to visit and spend some time there. Never crossed my mind my battery was not tucked away in my suitcase. Well, I got home and jumped into some video work and realized my computer is low in the saddle. I went looking for it. Okay, that's where that comes from. Ding, ding. God speaks to me about plugging in and keeping connected to the source. You see, it seems like we have a battery that we can run on a long time. I've, I've been a faster. I've, when it, the term fasting, if you're not used to it, is doing without food for spiritual purposes. Now, there's all kinds of health people that fast, and it's been a long tradition through history. But we that understand the biblical purpose of fasting is for drawing nigh to the Lord and separating ourselves. So I've fasted quite a bit. The first thing I notice about fasting when you give up on food is you get really weak. First couple of days, first day, you're hungry. Second day, you know, kind of weak, maybe a headache. Third day, You like to sleep all day. Now, why? Because 
you cut off your power source. You cut off your power source. You see, Samson had that problem. He had, he thought he had this eternal ability just to do what he wanted to and still have power. Well, he goofed around on, you know, with Delilah's laying his head on Delilah's lap, et cetera, et cetera, without plugging into the source and staying true to the commandment, which was, hey, don't do those things. Well, along comes the enemy. He shakes himself like before, and there's no power. His battery's dead. Get the point? Well, what do we do? Plugging in to our spiritual source charges our battery. I got I to gotta admit, there's times I don't pray fervently every day. There's times I don't fast long periods of time. There's, there's, you know, there's blocks of time. I don't study hard, like, like I'm studying for a sermon. I, I admit that, but there's a spiritual battery. Now I'm using this term as an indwelling spirit of God that continues to fire off the, all the, you know, the right signals and the power and the anointing. And we know if we if we don't fast or if we don't study, we still know we're connected to God, don't we? It's not a works. We're not trying to work our way in. But I'm talking about that ability to be sensitive and to know that God is right here. When I run on battery, I can, I can perform quite well. Now I say perform, I mean function and faith. I can, I can believe God. I'm, I'm uh, moving through circumstances where I can rebuke the devil and, and uh, teach the Bible and preach sermons. But if I let that go too long, it starts to go down in effect. There's something different about having a daily connection to the power source plugging in and charging your battery through what how do you charge your battery well worship could be at the top of the list because worship includes faith it includes obedience to to scripture which is he he tells us to praise the lord and to you know to rejoice in all things rejoice okay so worship could be at the top of the list for plugging in and recharging your battery I'll tell you how you can tell your battery's low is when discouragement comes too easily or when doubts play around on the old thinker up there and you're, and you begin to question the fact, does God heal the sick? Is God going to supply my rent, my house payment? Is my car going to break down on the freeway? Now you say, how could that be a, a, a you know, a gauge of my, low battery well just compare that to coming out of the prayer closet after you've had an encounter with the holy angels and the holy ghost you could you can bite a chunk out of the telephone pole and feel like you're the king of the world there's a big difference when you've been plugged in to the source so today on this monday Let's review some of the ways that God, in, that God inputs us.
you know, that source coming in, that energy, that, uh, that electricity, that Holy Ghost charge. How do we do it? Well, first of all, I said worship. Obedience to truth. What is, what's the truth that's been revealed to you? I can't be obedient to every truth that God ever spoken. I, first of all, I don't know it. Second of all, it hasn't been revealed to me. So scripture says, if I walk in the light as he is in the light. So when I was born again at seven years of age, I, there wasn't a whole lot expected of me, just, just to love the Lord and go to church and obey my parents. Well, as I developed, I began to have a greater revelation of truth. I had a call. I realized I had an obligation to be obedient to the call, the call being um, seeking the Lord. I was going to go into the ministry. I had a desire to be a preacher. All those things have a certain qualification, spiritual qualification, like the Nazarite. Jesus was a Nazarite, didn't cut the hair. Samson was too, didn't cut the hair, didn't drink alcohol, and uh, didn't touch dead bodies. That's three that I know of. That was an obligation. If you're going to be a Nazarite, you do not do those things. So in preparation for my journey, there's things that I knew I had to do to be obedient. Well, I learned early on to pray. In, our, in the church that was our headquarter church where our apostle resided, we interacted with that quite a while, quite a bit in and out. We'd go out and pastor or go out and evangelize then we'd come back for a while i learned to pray under the under the tutorship of our apostle uh, oc harms we were in a small pentecostal church uh, circle and he trained us young people and gen several generations of young people including my father that we should pray daily and pray often and matter of fact, they set, they set a standard. They put a time period on it, <laughs> which could be a little religious, but it gave us a target to go into the presence of the Lord. I like what Smith Wigglesworth said. He just went into the prayer room, prayed till he got on fire, and then he went out to the people and burned that fire. That's a good way to do it. So I learned to seek the Lord while I was young. Timothy, book of Timothy, rather, was the reference point. My father read it to me. He quoted it. He told me about it. I read it myself, where he said, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workmanship. Now, that's the plug-in, the plug-in. So worship, the word, prayer. Now, here's another one, fellowship. Fellowship can either drain you or put something into you. Have you ever left a room and felt like someone sucked your, your mind? You know, well, oh, I feel dumber now talking to that situation. <laughs> Seems like they just sucked the brains out of my head. Well, fellowship is to receive as well as give. If you're running around with a crowd that's full of doubt and criticism of, of the things of God, doesn't believe in healing and prophecy and deliverance and all the good things that make Christianity 
puts teeth in Christianity. If you're if you're hanging out with those people, you're going to battle all kinds of conflict in your faith life, and you'll be drained, just like short wiring a battery. If you do that, it leaks out and goes dead. So, fellowship. You need to find a group of people that don't necessarily believe, you know, everything in like detail, but they're in the general ballpark of faith <laughs> and and overcoming and God's in, you know, God's the God of all the universe and you're part of this, of the working fiber of the kingdom and you can do it and you've been called to do a special job. You see, you need to hear that. You need to hear that. As a, as a father, you speak into your children encouragement. You, you, you encourage their giftings. Now, if you're under a, a, a teacher, preacher, group of people that tell you you're going to hell if you blink wrong, and if you don't work hard, you'll never make it, and uh, all those things come out of religion. It'll beat you down, but if you hang around people that tell you Christ in you, the hope of glory, and the Holy Ghost is powerful, and you've got it, and you can do the job, you need to hear that. Why? Because it charges your battery. It plugs you in to the source, the source of all good things. Well, obviously, meditation is different than prayer. Meditation is when you go to prayer or you go to the word and then you take time to let God speak to you and listen, listen as he speaks. You say, well, how do I know God's speaking? Listen and you'll have a witness of the heart, the spirit, the inner man, the peace. He'll give you instruction. No, often God speaks. You don't know it's God, but you have an idea. Whoa, I didn't. Well, hey, I just had a brilliant idea. That's God speaking to you because in your prayer life, you ask God some for some answers and you didn't hear a loud voice. There was no finger writing on the wall in fiery flames, but he spoke to you to where you could catch it. I've often taught, tell the Lord, I've often, <laughs> I've often said to the Lord, don't tell the Lord. <laughs> I've often said to the Lord, Father, you know how I hear. And you know how I understand. So that's, you know, speak to me like that. Speak to me like I can hear it. Amen. All right. Unplugged and running on battery. Get away with it a little bit. But the lifestyle of a believer needs to be plugged in regularly. In worship, in prayer, in meditation, in the word, in fellowship. All those things Feed into that inner spirit that needs living waters and good food regularly. This is Monday. Monday's a good day to start some new procedures and some new changes in our spiritual habits. So Monday, let's kick it off. Let's plug in and let's expect to hear and see something we haven't seen before. All right. George Watkins here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your encouraging words, and thank you for your prayers. Be sure and share this with somebody if you haven't done it already. 
and give us a like. That seems to help this internet business. Some of you have sent us a gift financially. It gives us the ability to keep paying all the bills and keeping the uh, internet humming, and it's a blessing. Thank you for that. Until tomorrow morning, plug in. It's a good day to be alive.